Hey, hey, welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And today is a questions episode. I love, absolutely love, love, love hearing from you all. I love when you send me questions. You can always text them to me or always email to them to me at 443 642-7802. So you could directly send your questions my way. They come right to my phone. Um, You can even email them to me at vagisteam at gmail.com. Also, remember, since we're at the top of the show, I'm going to share it with y'all. I say it all the time. If you love Vagisteam, there are some ways that you can contribute. We're a family here, y'all. We're a Vagisteam family. We are on this journey together. And in order for us to keep spreading this Vagisteam, I need you to do a couple of things for me. Tell a friend or two or three or four or five about the podcast and how much you love it. You can do that on social media, Um you can tag me using hashtag Vagisteam in your post. You can tag me in your post using at Vagisteam. You can, and I would love for you to do this. I want for you to do this. If you listen to the podcast and you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, I want you to go and leave a rate rating and I want you to leave a review so I know how you feel about the show and so that others can see it and so the more people that review and rate the more that people can find the show and the more that we can continue having these courageous conversations also you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud Stitcher Google Podcasts, and now the podcast is on Spotify so follow 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 on whatever platform that you can follow all the various conversations happening using hashtag Vagisteam. Invite friends to have the courageous conversations with you. Also, if you go to a college, you have a group, you are putting on a baby shower. I don't know what it is. You're doing a community event. Invite Vagisteam out. You get your speaker packet and get in touch with me because Vagisteam is currently on tour right now. So I want to come to where you are and I want to keep elevating these important conversations and I want to see y'all. So definitely, definitely get in touch with me for that. Um... And you can follow Vagisteam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And so I'm most active. I feel like I'm most active on Instagram. So find me there. I want to hear from you. I want to chat from chat with you. So go ahead, reach out to me. DM me. I don't have a problem with DMs. Go ahead and DM me. Send me your questions. Ask me whatever. And yeah, let's do this. So... Got a couple of questions today. The first question um, comes from, I don't know if I'm supposed to use your name, so I'm just going to say, comes from Mary. Uh, And Mary says, hi, love your podcast. Thanks, Mary. Here's a question for you. Um, I have always had vaginal dryness. How do I get myself wet? It's not a lack of pleasure. You know what? I like where you go, Mary. Because you already answered some questions for me. So it's not a lack of pleasure. My boo gets me there and I can get myself there. Doctors say there's nothing wrong with me, 
Boo and I use a lot of lube, but I don't always want to. I get frustrated sometimes that I can't produce my own fluid. There's a lot of foreplay and still nothing. Boo isn't complaining and in fact has asked what's my favorite lube without asking why I'm dry. I love that he has an ass. I eat healthy and this is also not helping. Online, all I see is creams and pills. I want to know how to get it going naturally. Please help. So Mary, I really appreciate you asking me this question. And I think this question is super important, not just for you, but I think for so many people, whether that's we're losing dryness because of age or we're just, we don't have, we're not producing uh, the lubrication uh, that we want or we're just not producing lubrication at all. And so I really appreciate you bringing this conversation to the forefront because I think that some folks, it sounds like you and your partner are navigating this um, in one of the best ways possible because of course, like the first thing I was gonna say is making sure that your mind is into sex, making sure that you know, you're know you fully there and not stressed out, making sure that you're l using lube, um, telling your partner to take their time. Um, and I think you're headed on the right path and you're doing some of the right things. And I think for so long, we've been told that, you know, as people with vaginas, like if you have painful sex, like, meh, sorry, like it's, mm, uh. <laughs> and um, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And there's a lot of people who are having painful sex or dealing with painful sex and not really being able to navigate this or just don't know how to speak about it, speak up about it. So I really appreciate you bringing this to the forefront and asking this question. So first things first, every single person with a vagina has varying levels of lubrication. Some people don't have a lot. Some people have so much that they're like, this is annoying as shit. Um, some people, you know, some people are in between. And so we don't always have, you know, the same amount of vaginal fluids going on. And so the thing that may cause someone to have decreased um, lubrication or vaginal dryness happens for so many different reasons. It could be that we're on birth control, antidepressants. It could be the effects of some medications. Um, it could be that we have a lot of a lot of the reasons for some people is decreased estrogen. And so if we have decreased estrogen, that can cause some vaginal tightness and can definitely affect um, vaginal dryness. Also, um, smoking, health issues like diabetes, if we've had a hysterectomy, pregnancy, um, bacterial infections, STIs, any allergies even, if we're dehydrated, I told y'all the way to do this, you, got, you gotta drink your water. And a lot of people are dehydrated. Um, cancer treatments, low libido, um, menopause, um, pre-menopause, um, stress, fatigue, depression, anxiety can all contribute to some of the reasons why we may not be lubricating the way that we'd like. And so, 
I want you to assess and think through, you didn't mention any of that in your letter, but think through some of those. Could it be decreased estrogen? Could it be, you know, any type of outside behaviors that could be happening? And even look at the way that we may be cleaning the vagina or things that we're using around the vagina. So what we want to do, if we are using extremely dry, drying soaps or you're using pH balanced soaps, they could be potentially throwing off your pH or if you're using anything that has a lot of fragrance, that can throw off the natural acidity in the natural environment of the vagina and can definitely dry it out. Out. And so we want to be mindful of the types of soaps. We want to use mild soaps, little to no fragrant soaps. And for some people, they're so sensitive down there or anything touching down there becomes super sensitive, dries them up so quick that um, they just don't use soap at all. And the recommendation there is that you just need to use a warm washcloth and make sure that you're getting around the folds and you should be good to go. The other thing to keep in mind is that some people are allergic to the detergents that they're wearing, so that they're that they're washing their clothes with. I'm sorry. So when we're washing our clothes, being mindful of the products that are in those um, ingredients. So for some people, they cannot do the dyes that come in a lot of our detergents because they're so sensitive. They start getting itchy. They might they might dry out. They might break out into a rash. I know people who are like that. So being mindful of all of those different things the soaps the detergents medications that we might be on and um you know some of the other things that I stated so think through that now I know you asked um ways that we can lubricate naturally so here's the thing I also want to just say this and I'm not saying that you're saying this Mary just for everyone else to know there's nothing wrong with losing with using lube don't feel like I'm I'm young and viral. I shouldn't have to use these things. It's there for a reason, y'all. Like, and if it feels good doing it, then we don't need to mess up a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So if that's what helps you and that helps you have a fulfilling experience and a good experience, like do it do it do it do it do it there's nothing wrong with using lube there's nothing wrong with getting some extra assistance and there's nothing unnatural about like if we're thinking about the natural versus unnatural debate like we're, we don't live fully holy natural lives and if you're like yes I do I do Vanessa you don't know what you're talking about get out my life get out my face then some people use um coconut oil as a natural lubricant, not only does it have antibacterial properties, um, but it also can be a great lubricant for some people who are looking to have a more natural, quote unquote, natural experience with lubrication. But I don't want us to feel ashamed or want us to feel like there's something wrong because if there, if we're, if all of the things that I said, if that does not apply to you and your doctor's saying that you're healthy and you're drinking your water and you're doing all these things and it's fine, then it's fine. And I feel like there's a lot of propaganda out there about like, if you 20 years old, you using lube, like you got a broken pussy, like, come. these people don't know what they're talking about. They're not having the time of their lives. They're not having the time of their lives, y'all. They're just having this half dry ass sex and nobody wants that. So I say, don't listen to the propaganda that's out there. But for those of us who want to get into some more um, ways of helping our lubrication along. Um, some things to keep in mind 
is again like I said removing some of those other things that I stated previously making sure that we're being that we're hydrated some folks recommend um, evening primrose oil so um, just placing that now here's the thing a lot of oils are very concentrated so we might want to either take this in capsule form or we want to dilute it before we put it anywhere near our uh, vaginas so please make sure that you read the labels on those but evening primrose oil coconut oil um, making sure that we're incorporating omega-3 fatty acids into our diet and these come from fish like salmon tuna mackerel sesame seeds uh, pumpkin seeds sunflower seeds and integrating those into our diets um, making sure that you also want to check to make sure that you don't have any hormone imbalances so vaginal dryness can also be a result of our hormone shifting. And listen, this can happen at any single time. During our cycle throughout the month, there are various times where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so wet. Sometimes you're like, I'm so dry. I know for me, I just came off my period and I was like, what the hell is happening? I think I use pads. So using the pads, I felt like sucked all the moisture out of my body and for some people on average their their dryness starts about three days before their period and some people three to four days after and so I was on the four days after and I was walking around like son that just feels ooh, I feel like my lips are stuck together like what the hell is happening so Again, it could be the changes that are happening just throughout the month, but it could also signify um, some low estrogen or any hormonal imbalances. So make sure you talk to your doctor um, to just check that out to see if that's the case. Um, also, like I said, making sure that we're that we are doing our due diligence um, as far as checking out some of the products that we're using in or around the vagina. So. The thing is, we don't want to overwash the vagina. So I don't know, Mary, like how many times you may be taking a shower. Sometimes overtaking a shower, so like more than two times a day, may throw off the pH balance of the body, um, especially if we're using a lot of the different uh, products that I was talking about before. Um, and they can also wash away some of the protective vaginal fluids as well. So... I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but making sure that we're keeping that in mind. Also, y'all, not <laughs> do not douche. Douching will clear definitely clear out all of the natural bacteria, all the natural flora, and all of the natural um, lubrication in our bodies. So, douching is an alternative fact. There's no need to use them. There's nothing that we need to clear out or clean out. The vagina is a self-cleaning organ. There is nothing that you need to do on the inside. It does it all by itself. Think about it like the eye. You never have to stick soap inside of your eye to clean it. So you don't have to stick anything into the vagina to clean it. So think about that as well. Um, some some articles that I've read have recommended um, incorporating vitamin A, vitamin B, B4, B5, and B12, um, which are all rich um, in B, you know, just in different B vitamins that can definitely help uh, with vaginal lubrication. And of course, another way naturally is foreplay. So it sounds like you and your partner are already doing that, but for others out there, making sure that our head is actually in the game 
every single time. If you're stressed out, if you work a stressful job and can't get in the mood, it's time to start practicing some mindfulness practices, some clearing the slate activities, some clearing our minds so that we're fully present and really taking on the sensations that really get us going. And so if you're occupied with the laundry or who's picking up who or where am I going, what am I doing this Saturday or whatever, it's getting in the way of your body doing its natural thing. And I like to say that our biggest sexual organ is our brain. So if our brain's not in it, our bodies are not going to be in it. And so nothing's going to operate and nothing's going to move. So making sure that we are in it, making sure that our heads are clear, but also making sure that we're, we got foreplay. Because y'all, we got, whew, it takes time, y'all. It takes time. It is said that on average, a person with a vagina can take up to 25 to 45 minutes to be fully aroused. And that means I'm wet, I'm here, put it here, put it in me, I'm ready, touch me, tease me, do all of those things. And so when we think about how quickly some of us may be having sex, some of us can't get from zero to 100. Sometimes it takes us some time. I know for me, like if I'm just like laying in the bed, you need to be kissing on my back, you need to be caressing, you need to be taking your time with me because I'm trying to get in the mood. I'm trying to get my head there. I'm trying to get my head in the game. And for those who need to, or want to, or need to because of lack of time, need to hurry it along, then think about the things that turn you on, whether that's you know hearing your partner's voice, whether that's porn, whether that's masturbating, whether that's looking at your sensual, sexy self in the mirror to get those juices going, um, to ensure that we have that natural lubrication flowing. So Mary, I hope that was helpful. I tried to stay away from any pills or creams <laughs> except for the vitamins. So let me know if any of that stuff um, helps or any of that stuff, um, you know, sounds about right to you. And let me know. Um, let me know if any of that stuff works. Keep me in the loop and definitely let me know how I can keep supporting you. Thank you so much for reaching out. All right. So our next question. <laughs> next question comes from Tony. Tony says, why do some women have a hard time swallowing? I'm just going, I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause for that wonderful, miraculous question. You know, for those, out, for those out there who've ever swallowed, it's, it's a different, it's, there's various experiences, Tony. Let me, let me break this down for you. I don't, I don't know, I don't know about a lot of y'all. You know, the thing that we know is that our, our fluids um, are, are and can be affected by the things that we eat that we do. So for smokers, we eat a lot of garlic, a lot of asparagus, a lot of onions. I don't know, lemon pepper wings. That may come out. It may come out in our bodily secretions. And I, you know, Tony, I don't know if you've ever swallowed. I don't know. But sometimes that shit tastes like vinegar, bleach, battery acid, just hit, just hitting, just hitting the back of your throat, you know? And sometimes it's just not a sensation or a taste. 
you know, that people want to have. And so I don't know what yours tastes like, Tony. I don't know. I don't know. Some people just rather not. Some people are just like, you know, what? I'm good. Some people will have a weak gag reflex. Some people are just not into it, you know, and I don't know why or what's going on with your partners. Maybe they're just not into swallowing, but they're going to do everything up until that fact, which is their prerogative, which is their right. And I think is a pretty good deal. Um, also, I would say, I guess, if, depending on how many times you're having oral sex, I, I don't know. I don't know if I just want to be just like taking that shot every single time. Just taking mm, pop, pop, pop to the back of my throat. I don't know. I don't know. Some people are cool with that. Some people are not. Some people are like, you know what? It was good for the first two times. I am good here. I don't know. So Tony, I would say check out, like check in with your partners, like ask them like, Hey, you know, I, it turns me on. Or I was just wondering like why you don't swallow. I noticed that you weren't swallowing. Um, get some constructive feedback. Maybe something is coming through in those fluids. Um, and the other thing about semen is that it's, it, <laughs> So it has different consistencies and anybody who has had unprotected sex with somebody with a penis um, knows that when that person ejaculates, um, there's a variety of consistencies that happen. It's like it shoots out watery, but then can come out jelly if it sits. It's just, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but wonderful but wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, I think that there are like people have various um, relationships to semen. They have various relationships to how they may even view swallowing. Honestly, like the way that we, the ma most mainstream place that we see swallowing happening is where? In porn, right? And in porn, it looks the meaning sometimes like I'm just gonna just come in your face and I need you to swallow it I'm gonna come in your mouth and like it's just this there's like a whole theatrics involved with swallowing and there's like domination there there's sub stuff there there's so many different um relationships that folks may have or how they may see it um or it just might be like I don't like it like, I'm good. I'm good, love. Enjoy. Like, I'm, I'm good right here. I don't need to swallow that. And so, again, I would say the only way to really know is really talk to your partners. See where they are on that. Some people are cool with it and some people love it and some people don't. And so, again, um, I appreciate you reaching out with this question. I got this question, you know, actually quite a few times. Um, so you're not the only one who's wondering this. And for y'all that are out there, like who don't like to swallow, tell me why. <laughs> Share your thoughts with me and Tony and some of the other people out there and let me know. I hope that was helpful, Tony. Let me know how it goes. All right. Our next question comes from Anonymous. Anonymous says, hey girl, have you addressed vaginal steaming on your podcast? If so, point me in the right direction. If not, can we talk about it? I feel like lately it has it has gained some popularity. And as a sex educator myself, whoop whoop, I am worried about the claim some practitioners, and that's in quotes, 
are making about curing fibroids. I bring fibroids up specifically because the V-seam practitioners I know are black and cater to a black female audience. What worries me about this claim is unfortunately, fibroids disproportionately affect women of color and their doctors are more likely to recommend hysterectomies, which is entirely a whole other conversation. I say all this to say steaming your vagina isn't going to cure your fibroids, and I would hate for someone to put off helpful medical intervention until it's too late. Another issue I have with the approach of advertising vaginal steaming is it can, sm it can be smell shaming. Love that word. Like, let the vagina smell the way it's supposed to smell. Anyway, you didn't ask for a dissertation, just a question, so my bad. Keep up the great work. Sending love. Hey! So I, I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, vaginal steaming has been one of those topics that I have been planning around and planning around for the podcast, and I haven't found the right person yet. So as soon as that should be coming up soon, I feel like I'm getting closer. Um, but yes, this is one of the things I want to center on and talk about because hashtag duh, vagisteam, hashtag, uh, this is what the show's all about, all about the vagina power. So yes, I feel like this conversation absolutely has to happen. You know what? But I'm going to talk off the top of my head as a person who just, you know, has seen the same things you have, read some of the articles, know people and just know people who have, um, you know, engaged in vaginal steaming. It's interesting because I hear the same things. I hear that a lot of people and some of the people that I know um, use vaginal steaming or some people may use yoni or they call it yoni steaming. Um, they see it as I see people use it as a spiritual thing. So some people I know are like, I, you know, have, and for people who believe in chakras and, you know, the spirituality aspect, a lot of people say that people with vaginas may hold sexual trauma or just overall trauma in our wombs. And therefore, until we release that, we can't like move forward. We can't be, you know, abundantly everything that we want to be. And so some people use it um, because of the different herbs that they that are used, the, you know, just the quiet aspect of it, the personal aspect of it. I see a lot of people use it for spiritual purposes spiritual release and I you know I can only speak to the people that that I've talked to like people who use it for those purposes really love it I also know people like you're saying um that do use it for fibroids endometriosis menstrual cramps and have just like stood by it like my cramps are so much better um my fibroids have decreased etc and so I feel like the jury, I don't know, because I, I hear you as a person who is into evidence and science and medically based research and all of those things. I, yeah, I'm with you. Like, okay, y'all, where does it say that this is? And of course, having like one of my great friends being a gynecologist, she, we're constantly talking and she's like, where, how? I don't understand. How, like, how is steam literally penetrate? Like, so it may sound kooky and wacky and and I guess biologically it's like how does that even happen right and so yes the other part of it is then again we can't always explain things I guess like I don't even I don't even know the other side of this for me is I totally get where you're 
going with this. And I'm in complete agreement with you. Like, y'all, if we have like fibroids that are completely wrecking our lives, I am into the diet aspect. I'm into making sure that we're changing our lifestyles and, you know, making sure that we're not feeding the fibroid and all of those things. And I do agree with you that there are people who are just like, I, I feel like are just jumping on it and just like telling people like, you need to get this, which according to the Vagistine Bible, like I don't ever push products or want to push products that I feel are contributing to, like you're saying, this um, smell, what did you say? The smell shaming or contributes to us just like spending our money on shit that we ain't got, that we don't need to have up there. Like so many people tell us that we need something and in actuality, we don't need it. And it's all about contributing to our insecurities and our shame. And it, it stems from that. So I, as you can hear, I have like so many different like thoughts on this and so many different like, you know, modes and people that I've heard from, like the people with the fibroids say it's helped and some people, but then you have like folks who've never done it who are just like, ah. so I also do believe like if people, if that's a way that helps people in their self-care or bringing themselves closer to their bodily awareness and it's not hurting anybody like go for it like do it you know it's not something that you're inserting into your body um it's not something that you know it's something you could do at home by yourself it's not something that's a commercial based product where, where i get weary it's not something that's like being inserted into the vagina and quote pulling things out, um, no shade. Um, but there's just so many, um, I feel like there's just so many more harmful things that people could be doing. And if people want to sit on the pot on top of like rose hips, um, being, you know, over, you know, rose hips and different herbs, like, Hey, do it. But I hear you. And to answer your question, somebody is coming and you don't have to hear my rambling. We'll hear what they got to say about it. Woo! And then maybe I need to bring some, you know what? I'm going to build this episode. I'm going to build this episode. Keep um, asking these questions. I'm going to bring this up when I find this person. I absolutely love this. And keep sharing your thoughts. I loved your dissertation. <laughs> Thanks for asking. So our last question, unfortunately, we are coming to an end. Um, please, please, please send in your questions by DMing me, emailing me at vagisteam at gmail.com. And also you can text them to me at 443-692-7802. So our last question is, can you lose sensation in your clit if you continue to use a vibrator? This is such a good question. I get this question so much when I'm doing workshops and the answer is no. So here's the thing. Um, permanently, no. Now, if you're talking about any type of like numbing that could happen after using a vibrator, it could be because you could be using too much pressure on the clit. And just like anything, if you're using a lot of pressure or you're doing something for a long time, you might lose a little bit of sensation or you might feel some numbing like in the moment. Like if you're riding your bike, you've been sitting on your butt for a long time, like those types of feelings. But permanently, no, absolutely not. Um, I would recommend though switching it up 
So using a vibrator, using your hand, using different, you know, just different, making sure that you're keeping the sensations all different. Um, simply because if we just get used to like our go-to, um, just like pow, 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 bam, like I came, um, we might, it might just become harder to, um, get off in different ways. It might become harder to like get off with a partner, not because you lost sensation, but because your brain has associated like vibrator, boom, come vibrator this many times come and so we want to just switch it up keep our brains going like use your hands sometimes use a different vibrator use a different sensation take your time circle around the clit like do different things to just keep it spicy you want to keep it spicy even when you're having solo sex y'all um but no I mean I think a lot of people ask this question because I mean <laughs> I just I think that there's just various different ways to think about this it could be from like shame perspectives like not that you feel shame but just like overall in society like you know y'all ain't supposed to be just like rubbing your clit so much like why do y'all make yourselves feel good type of propaganda no you're fine keep sensationalizing that clit keep giving it that feel good do what you gotta do just remember to switch it up and you should be fine so y'all had a great time with y'all. I appreciate y'all. I even appreciate y'all through these technical difficulties I'm having. Like, it is still not resolved, y'all. But we're going to get it together soon. Send me your topic ideas. Tell me what you think about the show. Is there somebody I need to be interviewing? Is there somebody that you know that would be a bomb guest on Vagisteam? Let me know. Get in touch with me, vagisteam at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Remember, remember, remember to leave a review. I hope you have a great week. Keep building your vagisteam and I will talk to you later. Bye.